Hello, my loves. Julia Renee here. Just wanted to pop on real quick to talk about our monthly giveaway. All you have to do to win is rate and review the show, and every month we're going to pick one lucky winner from the reviews to get a prize. Whether it's supplements, clothing, gift cards, or any other cool prize that I can't really think of right now. Your feedback really means a lot to us, and it's going to help us grow the podcast. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I am your host, Julia Renee. And I'm Kendall Graboff. And today, guys, we are going to be talking about the wellness category. It's just Kendall and I today, and I was realizing that we've kind of never really talked about it. Like, both of us are in the wellness category, and... We talk a lot about mindset and we've been interviewing a ton of people lately and we just want to like break down the wellness category and like the posing, what we've experienced, where we think it's going and maybe even like how we train or how we've noticed a lot of them are training. Um, But yeah. And we have nothing prepared for this one, (laughs) which is unlike Julia and I. Um, Well, more so Julia. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it is going to kind of be more of a discussion, not like a, this is wellness. This is what they all look for and say, like, it's more so our experience because we've both competed multiple times now in the wellness category. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that it, I want to say that it came here in 2020. Mm-hmm. from Brazil because Brazil is where they have the wellness category. They've had it for years there, if yeah. I'm correct. They've yeah. had it for a long time there. That's why like the majority of the girls that you see on the Olympia stage are from Brazil because like they have been training for it for such a long time because they've had the category. So I also feel like it fits that genetic makeup. Like if you think about does. what does the wellness physique look like, it is predominantly a petite a more petite but muscular upper body not like striated not huge not figure size not Mm. um but also a little more developed than bikini um and then they typically have large boobs (laughs) um that fits the category and then a pretty hourglass waist and then just huge muscular developed legs and i feel like that is like even a non-fitness brazilian woman typically fits that body type yeah you're exactly right they really do. It's yeah. crazy. They already fit that mold and it's usually like bigger hips yes. also. Even like Hispanic women are like that also. Like Kendall and I have noticed like when, you know, we hang out a lot, we notice the difference between our bodies. Like I just have a little more hips and like- I got the, none. <laughs> the way that they're uh, were built is so different. And that's yeah. what's really cool about not just the wellness category, But bodybuilding in general is that like you can all be in the same category, but you're going to have completely different looks, Mm -hmm. especially like if you're in class A, which is usually my my class. And that's like five. I think it's like up to to five five, foot two. Yeah, it's up to five. And then I'm in class D if I were to compete right now, which is five, six and up. So I could be against girls that are six feet tall and like have far more muscle mass on them. Yeah. Um, And you could be against girls that are even shorter than you and have like more stout quads, which could look wider. So I feel like it's a huge range of, and I think I, I like it so much now watching some of the shows because now there's been a lot of time for competitors in the U S to develop and to grow into that category category when the first year I'm pretty sure all top 10 or like top five were Brazilian. Yeah. Which is, um, Kendall and I were just looking at the results of the Arnold that mm-hmm. was what a couple weekends ago yeah, or like something. Two weeks ago now. And the, the lineup was, there wasn't very many Brazilians in the lineup, mm-hmm. which like, um, 
we're coming for you. <laughs> like, I, I love it. Like, it's I, cool to see. Don't get me. I love the, like, I love them. Yeah. Fran is Brazilian, right? <laughs> yeah. is she, okay, Fran. I Fran's so. my favorite, obviously. Yeah. Um, she's Miss Olympia for two, two time, years. two time Miss Olympia. Um, but going back to like the difference in like the sizes. So if you guys are familiar with the wellness category and you're really invested, let's go with, for example, like Sunny Andrews. Sunny Andrews is technically um, a class, but when you go into in the professional league, there's no classes. When you're an amateur, they organize you in like A, B, C, D, and sometimes more by your height. So you'll walk out with girls your same height. But when you're a pro, you it could be me as five foot two standing next to Angela Borges, who is like almost six foot, right? Yeah. Or is six foot. Close. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's like at that point, you're seeing so many different body types. But for example, like we're talking about the difference between like Sonny Andrews, who's in, um, who's like about five foot two or three. And then we're talking about Angela, who's six foot, like the difference in shape and muscle development is so different. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, Sunny Andrews quads can look so much bigger, so much faster because her muscle bellies are way shorter. Mm -hmm. So when your muscle bellies are shorter, you pack in muscle in a shorter amount of space versus like Angela Borges, who has a long muscle belly and she has to put muscle in a longer, leaner Look, that's why when you see the difference between like Kendall and our quads is my quads, like they protrude out higher because they're so much shorter, but Kendall's are long and she has it very low. (laughs) Like it's so crazy how just different everyone's bodies can look when you're on stage. I think it was really discouraging to me when I first was like introduced to wellness, learned it was going to be a category and started bulking for it because I I had competed in bikini, I think for three or four shows before wellness was even a category. Um, And they constantly would tell me your legs are too big. And I constantly would not train legs. I was literally doing like hours of cardio every day and not hitting legs and like definitely not eating enough to put on any size. And my legs just would not shrink. And it was like so frustrating at the time, which is like so wild because now I'm like, I want my legs to be as big as possible. Um, But I think I was like discouraged at first being a taller wellness competitor because there wasn't a ton of people to look up to. And the people like Angela have been doing it for so many years. And like, if you look at the top five, I don't know the exact age breakdown, but they're definitely all a lot older than us. Um, I'm pretty sure they're all around 30, if not in their mid thirties. Yeah. It's like Um, between 30 and about 35. Yeah. Cause it just takes a lot of time to put on muscle of that size. I saw a picture yesterday of Francelle. Is that how you say your name? Francielle. Francielle. (laughs) Something like that. Fran. Fran. I saw a picture of Fran and it was a picture of her back pose, I believe like six years ago. And then at this most Uh, previous Olympia and like just the muscle maturity in those last six years is like a whole different person. So it's so hard to look at these people that were the initial, this is wellness and be like, how the frick am I supposed to get that big in a year or two? And the answer is like, you, you kind of can't like it's, it's a forever growing category because it's so new and fresh and like Mm -hmm. we get to see the best of the best on the Olympia stage, but the woman even winning the national shows often look drastically different than that 
Does, do you agree? What do you mean? Like their NPC versus IFBB for wellness is mm. a much softer, fuller look. Yes. I mean, let's, okay. So like if you guys aren't really familiar with like the difference between the two, sometimes we can talk about it and it like makes a lot of sense. But NPC is like the amateur level where you're competing and you like you just started, you're not a professional yet. IFBB Pro League is where you're a professional and you compete only against professionals in, and you can compete for money and et cetera. In basic steps, you win a local show you qualify for nationals, you win a national show, you become a pro. Yes. And from then on, you can only ever compete against other pros. You can never go backwards. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> hopefully. If we didn't say it too fast, but what were you saying about the, you Just, were saying about the difference? They're, of, they're different judges. They're different categories. Yeah. Really. It's like, it's, it's very true because when they started the category and they were bringing it from Brazil to the United States in 2020, the intention was for it to be a softer look. So almost the same level of hardness as bikini. And now to me, it's almost reaching the same level of hardness as figure, but just with a completely different shape. Because if we're looking at the shapes that you want to see on stage as a bikini competitor, they want to see an X shape. So they want to see that your upper body and your lower body are even. Mm -hmm. um, you have a little bit of muscularity, like in the caps of your shoulders, obviously. Um, and, and it's all very well balanced. Yeah. yeah. Everything is balanced versus big or wellness, which is actually the complete opposite. It's almost kind of like a triangle <laughs> yeah. where it's they like, want you petite up top and then like, Huge. Yeah, they want bottom. your lower body to dominate your upper body. It's the only category that actually wants you to be not balanced. Um, balanced. Yeah. And then we have figure, which is an X shape, but they're muscular, way more muscular yeah. than bikini. But still balanced. They still but want still your balanced. shoulders and your quads and your glutes to kind yeah. of all be uniform versus wellness. They're looking for quite a big imbalance. Like we don't even show our backs in the novice category they don't i don't think even in ifbb mm -hmm. they're scoring your back muscle because it really is just all about the legs they're really not and yeah. that's why when kendall and i talk about our training we don't train those areas that much because mm -hmm. we have it developed to a certain point but we also know that the we don't need to build off of those areas because we're not getting judged off of how muscular our back is yeah. we're getting judged about like maybe how much fat we don't have on our back, like how yeah. lean it is, yeah. you know, when you turn around. But I do think the difference between the amateur stage and the pro stage is so different, which, which it should be, mm -hmm. but the level of like what they're scoring there, I think might be a very big, it was for me, it was a very big, like slap in the face, like, Oh, okay. Like this, the level of leanness that I can have as an amateur and then getting my pro card is not going to fly when I'm a pro. Like I yeah. need to start getting like figure level shredded. Yeah. So that's kind of like where I am now. And, and I've, I've even seen girls that are f like pro level shredded on an amateur stage score lower because that's just not what they're looking for. So it, it is kind of like confusing. And I don't, I think as the years go on with it being a category, cause like it literally came out a few years ago. Like, yeah, and I true. feel like even the first year here, it was really the people that already knew about it that were doing it. And now it's becoming more well-known as a category and it's growing. So more girls are 
growing into it. Um, and I feel like the judging is changing as that happens. So I don't think it's like a set, like you have to be soft for NPC and hard for IFBB. I think it literally is who's judging this show because it could be that different based on who's scoring you. It's very true. And like, and we've even seen it in some of the very beginning pro shows to where even in the pro shows, it was like really confusing because some of them were winning Mm -hmm. and they were softer, but then they would win when they would be super hard. And it was like, as a amateur, you're looking at the pros and you're being like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Like they don't know what to do. Like I don't know what to do. And it's, and that's just the thing. It's like at the end of the day, it's people judging people Mm -hmm. and people are human and we make mistakes. And I'm not saying that the judges make mistakes, but like what Kendall likes, like, she has a completely different view on like what she likes to see on stage versus mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And that's like, if we were judging, I'd we be both like, love Fran though. We both love Fran though, Elise. <laughs> It'd be like, yeah, I, I don't like that, like that physique. And it's usually weirdly enough that that's kind of a part of it. It's like, what is your preference and what looks good? There's a lot more that goes into it than just like, Oh, she's shredded and she has the physique. It's also like, but does it look aesthetic? Like there's an aesthetic to it that people want to see. There's also posing. There's also posing. I've seen amazing physiques not win because their posing wasn't Mm -hmm. great. It's literally like the whole package of like how the makeup looks, how confident you are on stage, Mm -hmm. how your hair looks, like does your hair actually complement your suit? And is it too short? Is it too long? It's, it's a whole it's thing crazy that it comes down to all of that. I mean, speaking of like even Dana Lynn Bailey, um, when I was interviewing her for a YouTube video, she's had her short hair look for such a long time and she loves it. And the judges even told her like that she wasn't going to, she, the reason she wasn't scoring higher was because they didn't like her haircut. Oh my God. Yeah. They, they, wow. they wanted also, her to grow it Also good for her out. for not being like, yeah. okay, I'll conform. <laughs> like good for her. She's like, fuck it. Like it, yeah. it, that's her. Like people know that that's her yeah, haircut. That's her look. And it's kind of crazy too. And like, if you, we even go into like implants, like I get a lot of questions where people like, do I need implants in order to be competitive? Because I, there's, I don't really, the only pro that I know that, oh, nope, she got boobs. I'm pulling it up right now because um, we were looking at the Arnold top six before this started. All of them have implants. I believe Alexis doesn't. Let me see. So I, I being someone, oh, I have right. my natural tatas um, and I've definitely had the debate within myself of, do I need to do that to take that next step and be a pro? Um, but I think it depends on the person. I think it depends on your actual physique. I still carry some fat tissue there. Even when I'm super, oops, oh, sorry. <laughs> even it. when I'm super lean, like my chest never goes like into the negatives. It's definitely small, but I think with like padding and, and shading and contouring, I make it work. But there are some, some women out there, um, obviously depending on like what you take PED wise also can completely lose their chest. And then I do think it can sometimes work against you. They want that, that feminine look. And if you are lacking it, sadly, it is something that they look at. Exactly. It's part of your package. It's same as hair and makeup would be. It's It's very true. It's very true. And um, I really, I don't think it's like the end all be all of like, you have to get it. But what I have started to see is that once, I don't think on an amateur level, I don't really think that it's something that you need to think about. Because if you guys go to my Instagram, you can see my before and afters of like, when I had... um, well, no. you won your first show yeah, without yeah. any. I won yeah. my first two shows and qualified for nationals. 
Um, and when I got my pro card, that's when I had my boobs. And it, I know I didn't get my pro card because of my <laughs> boobs. But I know that it helped me have an overall more feminine physique because we're bodybuilders. And like as women, it can be hard to hold on to that femininity, mm-hmm. even though we might feel like we are feminine. Um, at the end of the day, some people think that femininity is just a look. And when you're like hard and shredded on stage and like you don't have a fat booty with the pH <laughs> anymore, it's really just like skin and bones. Yeah. Like people see the bodybuilders on stage and like, damn, they look so good. But like, it's, it's actually not that cute. Like, I don't like, I don't think any woman really wants to go around being like that shredded yeah. all the time because like you look like when your man death. smacks your butt and it's a rock, you, it's a you, little they less smack sexy your butt and they feel bone. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it does not feel good. And you don't even feel cute. Like you're no. not even like have the energy to be cute. No, like, not at all. Those last few weeks are definitely not maintainable. Um, and I think <laughs> I used to idealize like, oh, but they look so good on stage and I'd yeah. be discouraged if I wasn't that lean until like, I feel like a few months ago, I'm far enough removed from bodybuilding now. I've taken like well over a year and a half off now Mm -hmm. um, and I'm feeling great. And I went to a bodybuilding show and those typically motivate the heck out of me. I'm usually like, wow, all these girls are shredded and they look so Mm -hmm. good. This time I was kind of like, I do not want to look like that anytime soon. Like I do not want to feel or look like frail anytime soon. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like when you're in it, it's very easy. Obviously body dysmorphia plays a whole huge role, but you just like never feel lean enough. Never. Yeah. You could be 8% body fat as a female and still feel like you have some percentage to lose. And exactly. it's like, that's kind of impossible for us. Um, but it, it's hard not to get like wrapped up in that. And I feel like, I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> yeah, about like, the obsessing I, yeah, it's about very obsessive. How of lean you look. And Mm -hmm. that's like another post that I made was I made a post about when I was like at my heaviest. And then I put a side by side of like when I was at my leanest Mm -hmm. and I felt similar things at both. So it didn't matter like if I was, if I ballooned up to a certain weight and it didn't matter if I was as shredded as as possible, I had similar thoughts for both because when you're shredded, you're still thinking you're not shredded enough. You're not going to look good on stage. Um, do I look different than I did the day before versus like, if you balloon up, you're still like, Oh, like I look terrible. Like you think all of these negative things about yourself. I feel like the best is a balance. Yes. And and that's why you feel so good with where you are now because you're in that middle. You're not ballooning up and feeling like so sluggish and you're not shredded to where you have no energy. That's why you were like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, not right now. Not right now. It doesn't seem that fun. So. I'm curious. Um, because like I said, I competed in bikini before wellness was even a thing. Um, for like several years I did NPC and I also did WBFF, which mm-hmm. is like a topic I don't address a lot. Um, but I think just cause it was such a short time in that, um, industry, I guess. Um, but my my training split had to drastically change to try to start fueling my legs for wellness yeah. versus your first show. I know you did the the Alpha Lee like summer shredding show uh-huh. before, but your first prep was for wellness, right? Yes, I, it was always for wellness. Like the um, one thing that confuses people is like, why did I do a figure competition yeah. in summer shredding? Because they didn't have wellness. It's literally <laughs> because they didn't have wellness. I already knew I had a really nice back because I had that was. 
I, w- I had it developed very well, but I didn't train for figure. Mm-hmm. I didn't train and have my training split. Yeah. You just kind of did their focused. posing and their suit. Yes. I yeah. just did their posing and wore the suit, but I trained like a wellness competitor because two weeks after was my actual wellness show. Mm-hmm. Um, so before wellness was announced, were you going to compete? Do you think you would have if it was just bikini or figure? So I knew I was going to compete. Um, I know that's digging back in the memory tank. I'm just curious. It seems like so long ago, but it really isn't. It's literally like I haven't been doing this very long. It's it's very short, but I didn't want to compete first because you guys know that my partner, Zach, was a bodybuilding coach for years, and he was mine when I first started. But I got around the community, and I wasn't in the mindset yet of that I wanted to take it to that next level because I was still developing myself. But then once I got to a point where I was bored, meaning like I, I felt like I knew what I was doing, I was in my groove, and I... Like we explained in the last podcast, I just enjoy challenging myself, even if it's not (laughs) good for me. But um, then I was like, I need more. I wanted more. So then I decided to compete in bodybuilding and I started training more like a bodybuilder, but I didn't know what I was going to compete in yet because I knew that I didn't want to be a bikini competitor and I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a figure Mm -hmm. because wellness wasn't in there yet. And I wanted a physique that I knew that I could live the rest of my life in. And to me, a figure physique wasn't something that I thought was going to be sustainable for me long term. Yeah. So they, right when I was trying to decide, they announced that it was coming to the U S and Zach was like, this is it. Did it feel like, right? Oh, it was right. I didn't even think twice about it. He goes, this is the look. And I said, we're done. We're doing it. And then I switched my training and it's been that way ever since. I literally was in prep for another WBFF. WBFF has bikini and then what they call fitness, which is very different than the fitness um, in the NPC. So just for like general terms, it was kind of like the wellness look, but not as big. So it was bigger than bikini, bigger legs than bikini, harder than bikini, but not as big as figure. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, that's an in-between. Let me start prepping for that. So I started prepping for it and then wellness was announced. And I remember I literally saw the picture. I posted my current physique at the time I was like 16, 17 weeks out. So it's like still had a lot of body fat on me. Um, and I took a picture of me just like trying a wellness, like front pose that they first released of like, these are what the poses are going to be. I remember when they did no, that. No, literally. I would like look at that page every day. And it's not even what they are it's now. Not. It was, the first <laughs> wellness <laughs> pose was like the, like, uh, I call it the, the, the Dorito chip pose where they're like one <laughs> leg is out and one leg is here. And you're like twisting as much as you yeah. can. So I do know some bikini girls still hit that pose. I've never yeah. been a fan of it, but I think everyone's physique it is different. It just doesn't look good on um, But yeah, I like posted a picture of me on my story with that and I had like no followers at the time um and I posted WBFF fitness next to me and what they first announced as wellness on the other side of me and I was like which one should I do with a poll and I literally put that my feet in my followers hands and I knew in my heart I wanted people to say wellness I just didn't feel like I had enough size yet so when I even just got like the reassurance that a few people said wellness I was like okay I'm gonna do it and I started bulking and I like spent a whole year growing for that category and I definitely gained like Probably, I really don't remember, but back when I was in bikini, I was stepping on stage around like 140 something. Mm -hmm. And my national wellness show, I think I was like 158 on stage, like as like way leaner than I was at the 140. So I definitely put on like a ton of size Mm -hmm. in that off season. I was 
pushing food. And that was like the only real like full off season bulk I've ever done. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> but it just felt right. Yeah, like I was so excited right. to like fit in a category. Yeah. And that's the thing is the, the reason that people love the wellness category so much is because um, they feel like there's finally a category where they're being seen. And the thing is, is that bodybuilding is um, like, you're either going to be good at it or you're, you're not, you're either genetically made for it or you're mm-hmm. not like people will try and force it and you can for a certain amount of time, but it'll only go like, you'll only go so far. And that was what Zach noticed. And that's why Zach didn't continue. He's like, he's like, I can, I'm okay at this, but he's like, I'm not like genetically gifted to be really good at this. Yeah. He's like, you are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> but like finally seeing that my physique was actually shown was really cool. Cause I was like, I'm, I'm, I've never been bikini small. Yeah. And I was like, and I don't think I can get figure big. And it was like, okay, there's here I am. Yeah. Um, I'm curious what you think about like where you think the wellness category is going. <laughs> I think it's hard to say because there's been already, like it's only been here a few years. There's been a lot of controversies like among the top athletes already of like, are these people injecting oh, this or are, do these people have right. plastic surgery here? So I feel like it's easy to get caught up in that and be like, that girl only looks good because she has these injections or does these PEDs or like whatever. Um, But I think like the category as a whole is a beautiful category. And I think it's just so fresh and new that people are nitpicking a lot. And I think it's gonna in the next like five years grow into something that it's meant to be. I feel like we can't really control that. I think the top looks amazing. I don't think it's I don't know. I, I, I follow so many of those accounts that like give their input on the top five and compare yeah. girls that aren't even being compared on stage. So it's like, what's the point of this? Um, so I don't, I don't know. I love the category. I love watching it. I'm I, like I said, far enough removed right now that like, I don't even know when the next time I'm going to step on stages. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be this year. It might not even be next year. It might be never again, but I love the category and I love the sport. So like it's being, it's fun watching as a fan right now, not thinking I'm ever going to do it again. If that yeah. makes sense. It's given me like a newfound respect for it. Because I was in it for years. I was competing every year for like four or five years. So like to take two years off now, I'm like, oh, it's it's nice. Like you just watching to, from afar. Just, just chilling. Like, yeah. okay, I'm going to sit back and take my <laughs> notes over here. I think it's also such a, like you said, I don't know how I feel about every category in the pro in, in IFBB stages is like you said, no height requirement, no weight requirement Mm -hmm. for females. It's kind of like a five foot one girl could be next to a six foot one girl. And I do feel like that makes it very hard to determine the category or like, I guess, compare those types of bodies because they're just so different. And like someone like Fran and someone like, um, Angela look amazing, but so drastically different. So it is very hard to be like, what's the face of wellness? Cause there are so many different body types that fit the face of wellness. That's true. And like, even though there are, there's so many girls in all different heights that look really good. What you see, the person that wins the Olympia is supposed to be the standard. Mm -hmm. So then that makes people think that like, okay, only short girls can win. But the one thing that I did notice when I was an amateur is the majority of the girls that were winning competitions were class A and class B. Mm -hmm. So then it makes you wonder, it's like, okay, are they favoring? Do they favor a short girl and what their physique looks like? Mm -hmm. Like, 
um, this past Arnold's, what we're seeing is Cassandra, right? Mm-hmm. She's tall mm-hmm. and she won. I need to pull it up. Right. Again. I'm so bad. With which names. is, which is really good because like now we're seeing a little bit of different, different differentiation of like yeah. what sizes are winning. But for a long time, it felt like even in the, um, amateur that they were mainly choosing a and B, yeah. which is, which doesn't mean that, I mean, but if we're, if we're being honest, there's just more A and B girls in the world. There's yeah. just more short girls in the world who are like five foot two between, I think it's like what, five foot four or five foot five. That's the average yeah. girl. So, yeah. but yeah, there's just, there's like a differentiation between like the, the short girls and the tall girls, like all these bodies are just looking so different and it's really cool just to see where it's going. And I genuinely think that it's going to become more popular than bikini. I'm surprised it's not. I was so upset because we went to the Olympia, not this past year, but the year before together. Wellness wasn't even on the main stage. Oh, well, now they moved it after they saw. Good. Like, like, I don't know if it's just because like I am so, I mean, I'm a wellness pro and Mm -hmm. like we're so in it that I'm, but I feel like it is like the most obsessed over category right now. And of course it would be like, it's new, like it's exciting. These other categories have been there for such a long time and you've seen them develop um, I think kind of what you were saying before with like the, it's a desired female look yeah. and like having big legs and a bigger butt and like what, like I have so many lifestyle clients that are females that come to me and that's their goal. Yeah. They're like, I want a more muscular lower body. And I'm like, that's what wellness is to sure. a extreme degree. And I think how men view the, the classic physique category and sebum is like every man's like dream You're body so right. is how wellness is going to become for females. I think wellness is the classic physique of men's bodybuilding yes. for sure. It's yes. like the, they're muscular Top and bottom, you know, and wellness is muscular top and bottom, but women tend to favor and they like more smaller upper body on them. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just the most like desirable physique. And like, obviously we're biased because that's the category we're in and that's what we look up to. But I think just overall, like anyone objectively, like figure girls know that they are not like an easy obtainable physique. They yeah. know that they are on that next level of muscularity yeah, level. and that's why they love it so much. But I don't think like, I think that's, I think that's the fun part is it's like none of it's obtainable, but wellness feels like it could be, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that makes sense. Hopefully. Ooh, I'm a little bit more muscular and I can have a big old booty. Yeah. Right. Like wellness girls in the off season is like, so like, that's true. Just like perfect in my opinion. Yeah. They got giant butts. Yeah. They already have giant butts on stage, but you, I mean, it's down to the bone. And now yeah. think of that, like with actually adding fat on top of I that. I think someone said that to me as a tip to pick like what category I like wanted to grow into yeah. because I could have continued like starving myself and gone bikini or I could grow my legs a little and go wellness or I could like really bulk and put on upper body and go figure. Obviously I'm a novice competitor, so I could step on any of them if I choose to like train that way versus like exactly. you're already a pro we know you're staying in wellness <laughs> um but when someone recommended to me is look at all of them in their off season which one would you be comfortable living in majority of the year that's good, that's and wellness one. to me is like the most like healthy and attainable for my body type that makes sense there's yeah. there, that's a really good thing to think about when you're choosing what category you want to compete in not only like what do you want your physique to look like like kendall said where do you naturally where are you naturally gifted in and also what do you enjoy training. Like if Mm -hmm. you're somebody that loves training upper body super hard, 
wellness, wellness <laughs> at, at some you. point, you're going to have to dial it down. And if that makes you sad, then it might not be the category for you. Maybe figure something more that you like. I will say I hated training legs until I started pushing Shame. wellness. I did too. And, and now I was like, you got to learn to love it. Now I'm like, oh, it's upper body day for, yeah. it's like, damn it. Yeah. But yeah, that was alert. Like our little tidbits on wellness. If you guys want us to talk about this a little bit more, like there's a lot more that we there's so much to go know into. <laughs> about it. It's just, we never talked about it before. So we thought yeah. we'd. It's such a big part of our rap. lives and like what got us to where we currently are too. True. It's crazy. Well, that's going to be it for today, guys. And as always, we love you all so much and you are more powerful than you think. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Know Your Power podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend and rate and review the show. Also, if you have any questions that you'd like to be answered on the show, feel free to email us at knowyourpowerpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, bye. Bye.